We're going to leave this place empowered for battle. Can I get a witness? Right? Are you ready? Amen. And we're going to be more ready than you are right now. Amen. Glory to God. So turn with me to Luke chapter 10. That's where we're going to start. Empowered for battle. Empowered for battle. So our sisters brought some really good stuff last night, some really good substance for us. And I imagine you went home and you kind of meditated on it. Maybe some of you took notes and you're going to go over it again. It's so good to see some faces over here I haven't seen in a while. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? In that word, empowered, we are Pentecostal, right? Amen. And as Pentecostals, we should be endued with power from on high. Amen. Amen. So without that power, you don't have, we don't have the witnessing power. We can't witness effectively like we should. You can say, you know, I accepted Jesus and I, I love him. He's, and we can be a believer. I was a believer. I was not born again. Where's, where's our sister that started off last night? She said she worked in the church and she served in the church. There she is. But she did not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Our relationship. That's like being married and living in the same house and cooking and serving for someone and, and making sure their clothes are washed and folded and they're ready to go to work every day. But you don't have a relationship with that person. Amen? Speaking to the labor, We're mostly ladies here today. So you don't have a relationship with your husband. Can you imagine? That's not a good thing. Amen? I forget. I got 20 minutes. All right. So Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Marjorie's probably with this. She's never going to make it. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. And then the 70. I'm, I'm sorry. Verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, over the demons are subject unto us in, in, in your name. In the name of Jesus, the demons were subject to them. Amen? We sang all morning about the name of Jesus, the power of the name of Jesus. And he said unto them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give to you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen? The enemy might be trying to form some weapons against you. And if he can get you to look at them, you'll start shaking in your shoes. Don't look at it. Turn it off. Turn your back. Get thee behind me, Satan. Enemy, get behind me. I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at what Jesus has forged for me. Amen? Jesus has forged a path for you. He has made a way where there seemed no way. He makes our crooked path straight. Amen? Whew. Glory to God. He says, and let me paraphrase this for a second. Verse 19, Behold, I give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and power over the enemy. Amen? Amen. Amen. Fast forward, flip your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. And while you're turning there, in Joel chapter 2, it was prophesied by the prophet Joel that he would send his spirit, he would pour his spirit out upon all flesh. Amen. And that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. 
right now look at him and say, you shall. You shall prophesy. Ain't no devil from hell can stop what God has ordained. Amen? Can you tell I'm fed up this morning? I'm tired of the devil. Amen? I'm tired of the demons that are running around. It's just over here. Amen. Amen. They're under our feet. We need to remember where those demons belong. Under our feet. What does the scripture just say? Trample them under your feet. Amen. The devil, Satan, is bound. Look at the scripture. Satan is bound. It's just little imps. Just little minions. Running around, whispering stuff, throwing stuff at you. Acting like big tough devils on the playground. Amen? If we'll walk in obedience, they can't even mess with us. Amen? You won't even hear, you don't even have to hear them. Amen? And then you get to the point where you walk into a service and you sit down and say, Lord, is there any demons in here that need to be cast out? Amen? That's right. Lord, is there any sickness in here that needs to be healed? I want to bring it on. Amen? I don't even know how long I've gone, sister. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I'm going to jump. Verse 8. But you, okay, so Jesus told him to go to the upper room. Amen? He told him to go there and wait. Verse 8, he says, But ye shall receive power. Let's read it again. But ye shall receive power. But ye shall receive power when that the Holy Spirit, that is the Spirit of God Himself, it's not some strange, fancy, fanciful, made up thing. This is the Spirit of God Almighty. He's not separate. Amen? Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all three in one. It is the Spirit of God. You have a Spirit in you. God breathed into humans and made them a living spirit. Amen? He breathed the breath of life into us. You have a Spirit. God has a Spirit. He must be worshipped in spirit and in truth, and He wants to be worshipped with you being endued with that power filled with the Spirit. Amen? The Holy Ghost. Y'all got quiet on me. But ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses to, to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. When do you get to be witnesses? After that you have been filled, after the Spirit has come upon you. Amen? Turn to Acts chapter 2. Sorry, I had to do it. Acts chapter 2, verse 2. And suddenly there came the sound of a, from heaven of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Ladies, it wasn't just men. It wasn't just the 12 disciples. There were 120 people in there, and women were there also. Yes. Amen? Yes. What did they do with their kids? They were there too. Amen. 
120 people were filled with the Holy Ghost on that day, at that moment. And suddenly there came the sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them as divided tongues, as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. The Holy Ghost is represented by those tongues of fire. Amen. Their heads were not on fire. Amen. It was there representing. They saw it in the spirit. It was beheld by their spiritual eyes. Lord, open our spiritual eyes that we may see. Amen. We want to see things in the spirit realm. Things in the spirit. The sister was all over it last night. The, the things that are happening in the spirit are manifested in the physical. Yes. Amen. Amen. And vice versa. Yes. Truth. Glory to God. Verse 4. I'm going to try to slow down just a second. And they were filled. They were filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We are the Pentecostal Church of God. And I can't help, you know, but I agree with all their doctrine. I've been through all the doctrine. I teach the doctrine. I look at it as good, sound doctrine. Amen. I've studied the Church of God. Doctrine is good, sound doctrine. Amen. You might meet people that go to different churches. You don't like the way they act. Don't judge the doctrine by the way people act because people are going to do what people do. Amen. We believe, and it is founded in the Bible, biblically, Bible teaching, that the Holy Ghost will come with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. There is stuff going on out there today that say, oh, the day you got saved, you got filled. That's not true. Amen. The day you got saved, the Holy Ghost was involved in it just as he was involved in creating the heavens and the earth. And he created in you a new creature. Amen. You became born again. But then he told the disciples to go to the upper room and to tarry that they would be filled, that they would be endued with this power from on high. Amen. So that they would be empowered for battle. Amen. He said, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Are you going to send your little kids out to play with the wolves? And they not be armored up? I just want to draw this in there. That armor. We've been talking about the whole armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6. Go back and read it again and think about the Holy Ghost. And think about how he outfits us. When we're filled. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Amen. Fully armored, fully outfitted, complete. You know, there was that 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 phase, that phase, that fad that was going around. Everything outfitters. Oh, yeah. Everything's that has something outfitters on the back of it. You know, guess who's the originator? <laughs> Jesus, the Holy Ghost outfitters. We need shirts. Amen. We're always making up t-shirts. We need t-shirts to say Holy Ghost outfitters, empowered and endued with power from on high, from our head to our toes. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Be ye also ready. The Bible tells us to be ready. Be ye also ready. The days are getting closer. The things are getting worse around us. And we think, oh, this is surely the end. He says, we should have been thinking that last year and the year before that and the year before that. Amen. As long as you have known him, we should be looking to the eastern skies, expecting to split those skies any minute. Amen. 
Come, Lord Jesus. If your heart is ready and you are and you know him and you have a relationship with him, you won't look at your lost loved ones and go, Yes, but I need to minister them a little bit longer. Lord, can you wait? Oh. You just took it back. Amen. You just took them out of the protection. You just took them out of allowing God to minister the way he, he needs to minister. You think you can minister better than he can? Even so, Lord, come quickly. Amen. You look at the situation. You look at them and you say, even so, Lord, come quickly. Because when you say that, you are without faith. It is impossible to please him. Amen. These are all ways that you're, you're overcoming and you're battling this battle with faith. We say, even Lord, even so, Lord, come quickly. Because I know that you are just, Father. I know that you are right. I know that you love them more than I love them. I can't save them. I could die for them a million times. It still wouldn't save them. Amen. Only Jesus can do that. Amen. So give them to Jesus and let go. Stop fighting with the Lord. Stop resisting the Lord and give it to him. Amen. And then we will be standing fully outfitted in that place of victory. We must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Just a three-step three thing. You've got to be born again. Amen. Saved. Sanctified. What does that mean? Set apart. Lord, I give my life to you. I don't want anything the world has anymore. And it comes because you are born again. You don't, those things don't look good anymore. That stuff that's behind you where you came from looks dirty and nasty now. I don't, ugh, I can't believe I was over there. Now you're on the inside looking at the outside. You don't want to go back out there. Amen? It's like the kids at the Chick-fil-A play place. They're on the inside, and they're having so much fun, and they're sliding up and down, just having a great time. And the kids on the outside are looking in, and they want to come in, but they're not quite sure. But the ones that are on the end don't ever want to come out. Amen? Amen? We don't want to come out. We should be on the inside making it look so good and so fun that it attracts other people. Amen? When my husband became a Christian, we got saved about a week, exactly, seven days from each other. Seven's a big number in our lives. Sevens and eights. And that, that Sunday, I watched him give his life to the Lord. And I did not know what I was seeing. I had not been raised Pentecostal. I had not been raised really in church. I had been here and there and, and around it. And I went to Baptist kindergarten when I was little. And um, here he got saved. And not only did he get saved, he got filled with the Holy Ghost. Because he had been around it a little bit. And he knew and he said, Lord, I need everything. Everything that I need to serve you now. He got saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. He shouted six foot four all across this big, huge church, <laughs> dancing like a maniac, completely free in the Lord. I'm thinking, I mean, we're talking gangsta status, you know, and he's dancing all across the front of this place, and I'm just watching him, and then he falls out on the ground under a pew, a pew and stays there. And I'm just like looking. I don't know what's going on, but something got a hold on me. I wouldn't sleep in the same bed with you. I slept on the floor. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When I looked at him, I saw Jesus. And I didn't know what it meant to see Jesus. Literally, I looked at him, I was like, I, I, I tried to lay down in the bed. It was like nighttime, you know, it was Monday night or whatever. I, I looked over at him, I was like, this is weird. It must 
I slept on the floor. I slept on the floor for, I think, seven nights. He prayed and fasted for seven days. He worked 40 hours a week. He would go up on the roof of this high-rise building he worked in, and he would pray all through his lunch service. Lunch, lunch, lunch. He had service. Him, him and the hawks and the eagles up there, he prayed, he fasted, he prayed in the spirit for seven days on that roof. On the seventh day, he didn't know I was at home watching Oral Roberts, watching that they used to be before cable, not before cable, but before uh, satellite. There used to be Christian television channel. It came on locally. I watched those guys and listened to them. I've watched Oral Roberts. I've watched our daughter's name Jordan after their little granddaughter. Nobody knows that. They all think it's because my grandfather's name is Jordan. And, and, And so she's actually named after the river, Jordan River. Anyway, so we, I kept watching that. I get down on my knees and pray, and his uncle told me that he got saved by watching TV, and I thought that sounded good. I could get saved watching TV. I don't have to cry and snot all over the church. I don't have to shout. I could just pray right here. I could reach out and pray the prayer of faith, but this, I felt nothing. Nothing. So I would go, and I'd kneel down by my bed, and I'd pray beside my bed. Nothing. On that seven, the seven days later, on that Sunday, I went to church with my husband and my family. His whole family was there. God will make people show up. My sisters-in-law, my brothers-in-law, the whole family was there. I wasn't expecting anything. I've, I've been praying for six, six days and I haven't felt nothing. Nothing happened. So I'm sitting on a pew, and that pastor is six foot, I don't know, I think he's six six, was um, Cherokee Indian. And he comes over to me and he reaches his hand out and he says, little sister. And I don't remember anything else he said. (laughs) He read my mail. He knew everything that I had prayed that week. Everything that I had, every concern that I had shared with the Lord that week, that, that, that pastor told me. He didn't know me. He knew I was Larry's wife. You know what, what he did know? He knew that the day that we got married, he performed the marriage and he laid hands on us. Nobody had ever laid hands on me before. That was the only time until that day. He laid his hands on us and he prayed over us and our marriage. I know there were other people praying, but that was something. At that same altar is where I gave my life to the Lord. Whatever he said, I got up and I came to the altar. I was weeping. I cried. I sought the Lord. I got saved. All my, the whole family, all my brothers-in-laws, all my sisters-in-law, they said, if she got saved, we better get saved. <laughs> she's so mean. She's so hateful. Ain't no way. Jesus must be, they were, they, the altar filled up. When I hit my knees, the whole place, the altar's filled up. I'm sharing this with you because if you will have faith and you will pray and you will trust God, God will do it. You've got to take your hands off and be empowered. Amen. You can pray those prayers of faith. You can pray the Spirit. You can read other people's mail, but you've got to let the Holy Ghost take over and let Him lead. We need to look at our young ones, the same ones you just looked at and said, You shall prophesy. You need to be praying over them and let them know that they're not too young to get filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Amen. We don't know when Jesus is going to split those Easter's, guys. We don't know when we're going to take our last breath, but we do know everybody needs Jesus. And everybody needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You can't. You just can't. Amen? You need the Holy Ghost to make it. You need the Holy Ghost to carry you through. Amen? Don't be satisfied with them saying, well, Mama, I prayed the prayer of faith. You know, I prayed that ABC prayer. Don't be satisfied with that. 
Keep going. Show them in the word. Keep praying. Keep living that righteous and holy chase conversation life before them. Amen? Lastly, 2 Corinthians 10.5 says that we are to cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Every high thing, everything that's going to come against at the knowledge of God, anything that comes against what the Word of God says, anything that comes against the knowledge, the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ, anything that tries to weasel its way in there, cast it down. Amen? Amen. Amen. Cast all your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. These are words of encouragement, words of empowerment. This is the Holy Ghost message. I heard a sister say, friend, it's a conference. She said, I preach from the presence. I, I tried, sister. I tried to get the notes. I tried to make it pretty. But the Lord kept saying, I told you I will fill your mouth. I told you I will fill your mouth. I opened up my Bible last night. I was looking up a scripture. And um, it had a cross reference. I was like, oh, I wonder what that is. I flipped over. And it, Jeremiah, I will put the words in your mouth. <laughs> yes, Lord. Good night. Amen. I'm not telling everybody to do it that way. You have to do your due diligence and spend time in the Word. Amen. But He will fill your mouth. He will direct your footsteps. The Holy Ghost comes to lead you and guide you in all truth and all righteousness. And He will bring to remembrance everything that He has taught you in due season, right when it's needful. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How am I doing? Oh, good. Great. I got one minute. Look at that. See, Holy Ghost knows. I feel like I preached 40 minutes. It's only been 20. So praise the Lord. I'm going to close it out with prayer really quick. I'm going to turn over Sister Eckers. You ready? Father God, we just thank you, God, for the service. We thank you, God, for salvation through Jesus Christ only comes through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for that salvation, Lord. God, we thank you, God, there's anybody here that doesn't know you, God, that you are dealing with them and you are drawing them, Lord, that they would give their lives to you today. Don't delay. Lord, we thank you, God, for sanctification that comes through the work of the Holy Spirit dealing with us and working with us and and cleansing us and washing us, Lord. And then, Lord, you said that you will fill us, God. And it doesn't have to be days, weeks, months. It can be the same, self-same hour. God, we praise you for the name of Jesus, Lord. Have your will and your way. Thank you, God, for Sister Eckers bringing the word. Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.